You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Hey, happy Friday, and I hope you're planning to join us on an Eastside campus this weekend for our brand new series, Building a Resilient Faith. Uh, Ever wondered the secrets of people who live a life of faith over the long haul? Why is it some followers of Jesus have a resilient faith that can withstand the storms of life that come their way and others kind of flame out or implode along the way? Well, join us this weekend as we unpack the secrets for building a resilient faith. You can find all the service times, all the locations at eastside.com. Now, let me ask you a question. Isn't it true that all of all the qualities that we appreciate in other people, isn't like humility near the top of the list? The fact of the matter is, arrogant people irritate us. Nobody likes to be around somebody full of pride who's always bragging, who always has to top your story with a better story. On the other hand, don't you love to be around humble people, like a humble person who doesn't think they're so hot? In 2 Corinthians 12, Paul is writing about visions and revelations that he's received from God, and especially about an experience where God had actually allowed him to get a sneak peek of heaven. Now, that'd fill you with pride, wouldn't it? But Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 12, 7, he said, In order to keep from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Paul had some kind of adversity in his life, which he pleaded three different times for God to remove, but God chose not to. Why? He says to keep him from becoming conceited. The thorn in his flesh, this adversity kept him humble and dependent on God. Adversity just has a way of producing humility in us. And I want to make a very direct application right here for those of you who are kind of searching for God in your life. You're in that phase right now, you're exploring, or maybe you knew God at one time, but then you you pridefully thought you could kind of do life without him and your life has gotten off track. Maybe you're going through some adverse situations in your life right now that kind of have you feeling like you've been kicked in the gut, like you're doubled over. Maybe you feel like you're kind of down on one knee right now. You know, that's not necessarily a bad thing because God can't change a life unless we come to him humbly. It takes humility to find and admit that you need God. And my prayer for you today is that while you're kind of kicked in the gut and kind of down on one knee anyway, that you would just drop the other knee in total humility and surrender to God and receive the gift of grace and freedom and salvation that he's offering you through Jesus Christ. Friends, listen. There is no true conversion without humility. Coming to Jesus means you have to recognize I'm a sinner and I'm in need and I don't want to live my life, nor do I want to face eternity without Jesus. Joseph's adversity in the Old Testament sent him to his knees in humility. And while he was there, he experienced something we all need when we're in the channel of adversity. He experienced God's presence. There's a phrase that's used over and over again in the midst of Joseph's story and and his circumstances. And the phrase is, the Lord was with Joseph. When Joseph was sold to Potiphar, the Bible says in Genesis 39 2, the Lord was with Joseph. When he went to prison because of the false accusations from Mrs. Potiphar, the Bible says, Genesis 39 20, but while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him in the prison. The warden put him in charge of all those in prison. Genesis 39, 23 says, because the Lord was with Joseph. Over and over again, we read, the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. 
Sometimes I think we're like a child learning to swim. You know, we think we're doing well enough on our own and we can just say, God, I can do this without you. I mean, look at my form, look at my ability. And God says, okay, I'll let you be cocky. I'll let you try to do this on your own. And before we know it, we're sinking, we're struggling, we're drowning in our circumstances. And so we cry out, help, God, help. And the God who's always been there all along puts his hand beneath us and carries us again. Friends, that's the kind of God you have. And sometimes it's not until we're in the tough stuff of life that we have this sense that he's with us. He's always there, even when we act like he's not and we ignore him. I'm confident maybe some of you are in the channel of adversity right now. And you're not on the other side yet. You haven't found that perspective yet. You can't see how any good can come out of this circumstance. And you're wondering, where is God? And the answer is, God's in the same place he was when he watched his only son go through the channel of adversity. Jesus was abused and abandoned. He endured relentless temptation from the evil one. He who is without sin was falsely accused. And then God watched him suffer the unjust punishment as he was executed on a cross for crimes Jesus didn't commit. God doesn't watch us go through adversity from the security of knowing nothing but bliss and joy. Listen, Jesus knows abuse. Jesus knows temptation. Jesus knows false accusation. Jesus knows unjust punishment. And Jesus suffered utterly and completely alone on a cross so that you and I would never have to suffer alone. The question is, are we humble enough to acknowledge our need for him? Are we open to depending on his presence, on the God who is with us? And will we be patient enough to gain the perspective that can only come through time. Let's pray. God, if if nobody remembers anything else from um, this week, I just pray they'll remember this phrase. God is with me. God is with me. And whether we're in a season of adversity, a season of temptation, a season of unjust punishment, a season of family challenges. Whatever it is, God, may we recognize you are with us. God, I pray that you'll touch the new series this weekend on building a resilient faith. Pray that you'll speak through me and your Holy Spirit will work in hearts and lives. And I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, look forward to seeing you back here on Monday. You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. 